Hello, Fight Inside fans, viewers, and listeners of the Filipino podcasting machine, Princey D. And with me, as always, Timmy B. Before we start, please take a moment to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your pods and leave five-star reviews. If you'd like to support the show, check out MiddaySquares.com and use Fight Inside 15 to save 15% on your first order. On today's episode, we talk to a bare-knuckle champion ahead of his BKFC debut, continue our discussion about abusive coaches following the Aspen and Lad corner, talk Vittori versus Costa, and a whole lot more. Tim, hit it! Our guest today is a bare-knuckle fighter with an impressive career that includes 48 amateur fights, being the BKB lightweight world champion, a BKB prize fighting champion, and being a father of three children. He comes to us today having recently signed with BKFC and ready to make his North American debut. With an impressive performance, he'll be looking for that title shot to add more gold to his legacy. Hailing from Wheelie Castle, Birmingham, England, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast. Connor! The Bromtown Bomber, Timmy! Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How you doing, Connor? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, guys. How are you? You're right. Good, 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 man. good, good. Connor, man, you know what? I actually, before we did this interview, interview, I actually took two scoops of my pre-workout, so I'm fired up, so we got to get this thing yeah. rolling. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. That's good. Connor, thank you for joining us. Bare Knuckle Boxer right yeah uh it is generally newish to north america right mm -hmm. we're watching bkfc here which is slowly like getting more and more popular first yeah, yeah. thing i'd have to say though is that uh you don't look like a bare knuckle boxer like you look like you could come out of like a guy Ritchie movie maybe you know you definitely don't have enough tattoos no. so that's that's a real problem but uh how did you get into bare knuckle boxing so first year, I just want to clear up the fact that I've got no tattoos and I'm not ugly. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so you do not fit. Is that what you're saying? I don't fit in bare knuckle um, fighting bare knuckle boxing because people want me to be three teeth missing, scar on my eye, one miss. I'm missing an eyeball. I have a prosthetic eye. <laughs> they want the lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they, 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 all they get is some pretty boy who uses some beds with teeth whitener. <laughs> Jumps on the bed. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah. how I got into bare knuckle boxing was um, I was an amateur boxer, obviously. I boxed all my life since the age of eight. Um, and then I finally thought I've, I've had enough and I've seen a bare knuckle prize fighter come up with BKB um, in, in the UK. And I was like, right, I fancy a bit of that. Um, load of cameras on it, live on TV. And obviously me being me wanted all the fame. I didn't want to be going fighting in civic halls and stuff for nothing. I wanted to be straight away on the telly. Um, so I'd done it and everyone's like, oh, you're mad, that's bare knuckle, it's different. So I was, I was a bit frightened to be fair, because obviously I've had scuffles in the street, you know what I mean? But I've had a bit of a drink, so like, you don't really feel them. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but literally like, I was like, right, okay, I can box, I'm just going to box. Um, and I just like, yeah, I got into it through that. So they, they contacted me back and was like, look, we really like your footage. I want you to be in our first ever eight man prize for a tournament over the space of three, three shows. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Um, and I went on uh, and then I went and fought this guy called Johnny Lawson. And I remember I just stepped in the ring with him and he's covered in tattoos, bold head, scars, beard. He's all, mm, like, looking across the ring. I'm getting in there all like a pretty boy, no tattoos. This little, per <laughs> this little Persian rug of hair on my chest. That probably... <laughs> No beard, just like little bits of bone fluff because I still not couldn't grow on properly. And I'm like, oh shit, like this is actually real now. And uh, I remember like the ring in BKB is like significantly smaller than BKFC's ring. Yeah, yeah. Really small, it's like 14 foot. Uh, and I got in, it was like a fucking post box. So I was like, oh, what, like, do you know what I mean? I was like, how oh, they even got the ref in here? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Barely move. And uh, you take five steps and you're in the other corner. Yeah. <laughs> And basically, like, yeah, that, that was my first first ever bare knuckle fight. And I got into it and I ended up absolutely just destroying the guy. Never got a punch on me. It was, it was brilliant, to be fair. But And then I just fell in love with it since then. But that's but because... 
actually I was going to say Connor like and on top of that like you don't have a man bun or a full hawk or a shaved head look at your hair man like a perfect set like it's, how do you keep the nice pH balance my friend I'm just on the sunbeds oh no it's haircut I get my eyebrows done get my big <laughs> you don't get yeah. a fight this Fighters are not, like, I am, listen, when it comes to fighting, I will fight any man. I'm tough as they come. I'm fucking very skillful. But then when it comes to personal looks and keeping myself well looked at, me and, me and the missus are on the sunbeds together. We're getting our eyebrows together. Everyone's like, you shouldn't be a fucking fighter. I'm like, listen, I'm the most dangerous fighter who happens to look after himself. <laughs> now, now, uh, the thing about, though, the transition from boxing to bare knuckle, though, it must have been different, though, because, I mean, when you're boxing, you've got the big padded gloves, so there's a lot more room to mm. hit someone. Now it's a lot tighter. Your guard has to be tighter. Yeah. How do you, how like, do you need to train with, like, different people that are more focused on bare knuckle? It can't just be regular boxing coaches, right? Yeah, to be fair, it's regular boxing. Um, I've never, until I started, until I saw the BKFC contract, I've not done anything differently in okay. my actual boxing career in terms of uh, the only thing i've done differently is i've trained in um four ounce mma gloves and done pad work in bare knuckle and bare knuckle work on the bags and stuff but in terms of sparring uh, and most of my boxing bag work it's all in 16 ounce gloves head guard going guard um protecting my hands and my face um but yeah like, when i tell people that they don't understand they think that i've got to be sparring bare knuckle i'm not well i'm not going to jump in a ring and be breaking my hands and cutting my face up for nothing i'll get paid for that you know what i mean so it's all about protecting my hands and my face um and getting the fitness because bare knuckle is completely different you can't sit on the ropes and hold them up because you imagine bare knuckles you punch yeah. something there and there it, it kills so that's why them two minute rounds are suitable because you've got to be able to move and get out of trouble for, for them two minute rounds if i mean a lot of people don't some people will want to sit there the nitty gritty and they want to take a few to give a few back but now i'm uh i'm too handsome for that shit <laughs> joking no no hey you gotta say it like it is now yeah. uh when we announced you we say the brumtown bomber and for those that yeah. don't know don't know brumtown is the slang for birmingham where you're from right yeah yeah, yeah. and so brumtown is a very posh city posh area fancy what's the... oh yeah um Basically, it's that fancy. Um, literally, my car's been broken into like twice in the past two weeks. <laughs> oh, wow. So, do you know what happened? It's funny, right? It, it got broken in. Um, they're picking the lock on it because it's a, a focus and Fords are so easy to get robbed around there. And then like, I went and posted a Facebook status. Me and I was like, you fucking little pricks. <laughs> I own that car out. So I would have literally like, no one's touched the car since. <laughs> and everyone's probably like, oh, yeah, because obviously now I'm a world champions getting his car broken. They've actually clapped him like, oh, yeah, that's Connor's car. I actually probably know him and I just wouldn't bother telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah it, so it was a tough area, though, to grow up in? Like, from town, yeah. I think it is a tough area, right? Yeah, it's a tough area. Like, this is what um people don't understand like when you think of england a lot of people just think of london they think of the tourism the tea the crumpets the biscuits but no nah, it's completely different and living in birmingham it's rough it's rough as arse man it's proper mm -hmm. you know this we, from when i was younger i was fighting i was street fights at the age of six or seven years old in front of, in front of my mom and dad's house you know if i went back and told my mom and dad that I'd had a smack off of off someone. It wasn't like, oh yeah, let's go tell the parents. It was it was boot me out the front door and tell them to go there and hit them back even harder. You know what I mean? And get back into a fight. So growing up was tough and that's what defined me to the person I am today. I'm very, very straightforward, as genuine as they are, down to earth. Like, you know, I say it as it is. If I don't like you, I don't like you. If I do like you, then you're lucky. <laughs> In Connor, so so a free free so for us in Toronto, we call yeah. so yo we yo it's the mans the the man dem right and yeah. for, for in in for where you're from how what do you how do you guys call them yeah the mans though the man dems so yeah we, we say it as well like oh yeah the man dem or uh the bro or is he's my brother or the brothers are out you know what I mean or my guys my bros like that that's that's all it is you know what I mean uh, and, the, and you said the road mans yeah the road man so like a road man is um. A sh almost like a street, it's a street kid nowadays. It's all like a street man, someone who who's always out on the road hustling, 
doing his little mm. solo girl, you know what I mean? Boxing yeah. down the street. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? <laughs> oh, okay, I see, I see, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, it, yeah. you know, there was a, you know, I've heard people use that terminology before. I'm like, okay, I wonder what does that, what the terminology yeah. mean, right? Because I mean, we, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of terms that we use over here and over there that's kind of similar, right? So. Yeah, that roadman though is a lot, a lot. There's a lot of like, memes on TikTok in the UK. If you talk on TikTok, like hashtag roadman, you'll see like, yo, yo, people do like little memes and sketches. <laughs> like kids sitting in there in like North Face hoodies and scarves and stuff. They're like, yo, big man, come here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Connor, signing with BKFC is a huge yeah. thing, right? Because now it's like making your North American debut. It's a huge promotion. They're like, they're getting very, very popular. It's quite the spectacle. Have you, are you going to have the chance to go to a BKFC event before your first showing? Like, do you know how that's going to work out? And do you no. have a, and do you have a belt plan? Yeah. So, so realistically, we was down to fight November the 6th in um, Niagara Falls. Um, but I, I was just not long on my phone to the manager because um, of the visa and the vaccination and stuff coming out after the 8th and over. I think we're looking at the, 3rd of December in New Mexico. Um, oh. Apparently, Diego Sanchez is headlining. Um, so, that, I think that's the card that we're aiming to look for. Um, yeah, but originally, we was going to be, it would it would have been Niagara Falls. Um, nice. so in a way, I'm glad it's delayed because uh, even though I'm fit and in camp, and, uh, I was on weight. Um, I just didn't get this a lot of the sparring I needed. And I've just started sparring a lot of professional boxers, which okay. is about half an hour away from me in the gym some really good lads on the Frank Warren promotion and British champions and Commonwealth champions. So I'm getting the best sparring I could have now. So now with the lead up to the camp, I've got my top sparring in and um, it makes me more confident for the fortnight. Nice. Now you've seen the drama that goes on at BKFC. Like you've seen the lights, the action that's not going to impact at you at all. The fact that there's going to be a bunch of famous YouTubers in the, in the stands, like you're focused, you like, you'll just drown that all out. Yeah. Yeah, nah, that 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 to me is what just spurs me on even more. There's a lot of people out there. You get some people that are just complete, like absolute animals, fighters. They they block the crowd out. They block the the ref out. They block the corner out. You know what I mean? It's just dead. And then there's just me who just jumps on there, sees the long lot, sees YouTubers. Oh, mate, I'll be getting to the ring and they'll be saying, "Get in the ring," and I'll be having this lot of selfies and stuff like. That's crazy. Uh... The fighters that they have in BKFC, are mm -hmm. you impressed? I mean, you come from a world where bare knuckle is a little bit more of a refined thing. So yeah, what yeah. you see in BKFC, are you like, no problem? Are you worried? Like, what's your... Um, yeah, there's, do, do you know what I noticed with BKFC? Um, that the fighters that are fought who are easy have improved drastically every fight and they've adapted to the sport. So I was watching 265-pounders that I, I really rate, to be fair. Caleb Harris is one of them. He's a good lad. He's come on. He was poor at the start. He's, vast, he's drastically improved. Elvin yeah. Brito, really awkward fighter, um, unorthodox, swings wild, ducks his head, launches in. Really just horrible fighters to fight for my style, but really beatable as well at the same time. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, if you fight their fight, which is stand in front of them and let let them do what they want to do with you, you know, dip your head down and let them get you in the clinch, then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win them fights. But they're not honestly. When it comes down to actually looking at the talent, I don't think there's a lot of fighters in BKFC that will probably yeah. deal with my pedigree and and my background. Um, and I have been training for the clinch, so. I've been working with um, toy boxers now. We're, we're doing clinch sparring and everything. And I'm, I'm even in, in some spars. I'm clinching heavyweights with a one hand and uppercutting and working off that. So, um, yeah, at, at looking at, in terms of looking at um, the, uh, in terms of looking at the um, the level at BKFC, yeah. there's a lot of fighters that, there's, no, tell, tell a lot. There's there's a handful of fighters that have impressed me, and there's a lot that I haven't. A lot that have poor standard. That's right. just because it's such a, it's still a growing sport, and there's not a lot of fighters that are, are willing to dip their feet in the uh, in the deep water with it and and have a go. So until they sort of, which he's doing a great job building and building building it, 
I think the more UFC fighters going into it, I think you'll start to see more professional boxers. I know Terence Crawford was that one of them, wasn't he? I Not think long so. Ago. Yeah. And yeah. exactly, if he's there, then he's telling other fighters about it. You know, these fighters normally that are going into bare knuckle as well now, you, you're starting to see a lot of um, ex former champions, yeah. old, you know, let's say washed up sort of past it fighters going into it. And then you're starting to see a little bit more enthusiasm from the likes of Chad Mendes. Yeah, he's, he's, he's you know, he's, he's, get, he's getting on, but he's still pretty much in the prime. Um, Paige Van Zandt it was, it was decent. She wasn't really washed up. Um, you know, that was, they're, they're, these fighters are still quite young and they're still quite fresh. They've got something in them. It's not like we're watching. I mean, no offence to Diesel, um, Diesel Riggs. But, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Diesel's sure. a mon he's a monster, Joe. He's a monster. But, mm -hmm. you know, he's way past it. Like, he could probably never get back into the UFC now. So that's oh, yeah. where. But I'm, I'm, I want to see more younger fighters coming into BKFC. I think me and I think it's, I don't know, there's another fighter. I think Fames, I'm not sure. We're like the youngest BKFC fighters. I'm 26, I'm. And I think the average age in BKFC is like 38 to 40. It's yeah, no, it, it, it's up there. That said, you know, you're a champion. So when you yeah. come and make the splash into BKFC, people are going to go, holy crap, here's a guy that knows the sport. You're not going to need a couple of fights to get better. No, no. Like you're coming in a champion. That's going to put a target on your back. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Like, ha have people been calling you out yet? Do they, Do people know that you're coming? <laughs> I've called them out. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Uh, so yeah, I, I I called out um quite a few fighters to be fair. I've called out Brito, I've called out Harris. And to be fair, it's funny because I've watched a lot of them commenting on videos and people have been sharing me or people have been commenting on their posts and I've just been watching the background, they're going, Oh, why don't you fight like Conatini? And they're like, Oh yeah, I've heard about him when he's coming over. And every one of them's like, Oh, I just want to see what he's made of. Because he's like, they know I'm a champion. Then they probably know I'm a risk and they want to see what sort of risk I am. You know, it's it. It's easy for Dave to say, look, you're fighting him. But then they're going to be like, well, he's, hang on, he's a world champion in the UK, so he's not a pushover, he's not a mug. They want to see me fight, they want to see me perform, so they can put the finger on whether or not they're going to think they're competing with. Um, and that's all down to my first, obviously, appearance. So I might just fight really shit. And just... <laughs> <laughs> just sandbag it? I might, I, might, I might just be a little human punch bag for like the end of the fifth round and just try and hold on to paper points decision. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll fight him. And then I go in and fight Brito and just spark him in one second. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Connor, I was going to say, man, like I, man, you've, I've seen some of your fights, man. You've got hands. Like you, you're, you're throwing body shots too. Usually you're, when you're BKC, you're head hunting, but you're throwing yeah. body shots. I saw the fight with you and James Conley and you, you dropped them. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy's, you, you man, you've got, you could you definitely see the boxing experience with you, man. That's, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Well that, that's, that's what a lot of people see me. There's a, I'm stand up, I'm stand up, I'm Got good angles, good footwork. I'm in and out, fast hands as well, mm -hmm. um, and also I carry a bit of power, which it's hard mm -hmm. to get a fighter that does all of that. And then obviously I can stand and trade. You've seen probably watched the fight with James, where I've stood there and trade and took punches. So I've got it all now. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty much rounded into the fighter that I need to be coming across to America. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the first fight. To be fair, and who mm -hmm. I'm fighting. It's and so. And so before your first fight, though, you're not going to have a choreographed dance or anything to come in to the to the ring? Right, listen to this, y'all. i got a funny thing. <laughs> Remember the, do you know the, do you know the, um, the weekend blower delights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. from yeah. Toronto, right? He's from Toronto. Yeah, he's I from our Scarborough, so Scarborough, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've done a TikTok literally doing like the dance and stuff like that. Like that. Look, it went viral. Everyone was on about, oh, you need to do that. And you're walking and I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm thinking about doing that. <laughs> oh, nice. That's good, man. Here's a word of advice for you, Carter. So, I mean, you're getting, you're going to BKFC, so you need to, you know, work yourself up. You need to work the hype. You need to have the roadmans to rush the ring for, for no reason. <laughs> Listen, that's, that's the thing. Everybody has to rush the ring. So, if you're in there... Someone's gonna try and take a to take a, a, a swing at you. The roadmans need to flood the ring. Everybody needs to flood <laughs> it. That, that's how it works, man. That's I'm, I'm, that's what I told Melissa as well. Like you, you have to have yeah. people ready to go. Your boys need ready to go and ready to swing out there, right? So that's a little advice for everybody. 
I'm I'm a so in England, obviously, you know, football is a big sport, which is mm. soccer. Um, and there's a lot of hooligans and, and a lot of fighting and trouble. And obviously, I've got my, my top on here. There's it. I've got my Birmingham City. This is a retro vintage top from 1994, I think. Okay. So it's limited edition because um, I play today with Jordan 0 But um, Wait, so is that the year of your birth then? Uh, 94, yeah, is when I was born. Yeah, yeah okay, nice, nice. Yeah, so it's mad. So obviously... Um, I have a lot with the called Birmingham City, right? Have a zoo, a, 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 a hooligan firm called the Zulus, and it's an established hooligan organization, right? Yeah. <laughs> One of the most fierce, right, in the country. You know, we, we've shut down fucking cities, we've raided bars, you know, we beat up clubs up. And I know a load of them, right? Yeah, that have fucking absolute animals that want to just come over, right? With, you know, like when Ricky Hatton fought my over with the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd, be, it'd be class. Like, you imagine like a big fight against someone like Palomino in like Florida and bringing an army of like 100, 200 Zulus right, with banners, flags, drums, you know what I mean? Fucking Zulu. That's what we all do as well. Like the chant, Zulu, me, Mate, it'd be mental. And then we just all brush the ring and batter everyone. <laughs> wow. Maybe just look, just fight your fight first, then do that. Don't don't uh, don't ruin your debut. But... No, I'm joking, I'm joking. All right, but all right. to, to be fair, uh, no, it, it like, the atmosphere would be brilliant. Like, it's all, remember the old Ricky Atten when Ricky Atten used to bring the Man City fans and stuff over, the football mm. hooligans, and it's like Americans didn't realise how big the passion is from British audience watching a fight yeah. until they have the fans of Tolson Fury, Ricky Hatton over there. They're like, yeah. shit, like, people are like, wow, like, the British really take it to the extreme when they're supporting. Like, no offence to American audience, I see a lot of fights and there's the odd cheer and stuff, but when you go when you go to an, a British fight, like you come to the UK, you come to like a showdown where Frotching Groves fought, it's like, everyone's just chanting and roaring and screaming there's beer there's floods there's fights in the crowd like it's just nutcat it's nuts honestly it's right like the british are mental when it comes to supporting the boxing it's a big yeah. thing over here. yeah really big I no that's it. awesome man but i'm glad that you're prepared for that because one of the things that sometimes i'm worried about like with the people starting into bkfc and seeing what kind of a show it is i'm like okay yeah. are you gonna be ready for this nonsense that's going on around you, you yeah know? Like, oh yeah ready? well i've done it I've done it before. I fought in front of 3,000 at the O2. Um, nice. Well, for about four or five times, I fought there with a massive crowd. You know what I mean? You, you see one of my videos, I'm even like, to the ring, to the crowd, like, roaring the crowd on them. You know what I mean? I want that. It's just, it spurs me on. I hear a lot of, um, every British fighter, I think I've watched fight, that you get a lot of USA, USA chants from the crowd. Of course. And I know that's coming, like, as soon as they step in the ring and they start, all you USA, you oh, USA. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to be like, I'm just going to be, like, turning around going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing, man. If you fight a USA, if you fight yeah. a, a, a United States fighter, yeah, that's going to happen for sure yeah. because they're, yeah, they're going to immediately go for their countrymen. They're going to they're gonna chant that up, and it's going to get super exciting, man. Yeah. I know it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, Connor, before we let you go, and we appreciate you coming on, man. This is crazy. Yeah. We're so excited for you. We got some fan questions. You okay to answer yeah. a bit? Yeah, 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 definitely. All right. The first one is from James Lilly eighty six. He asks, "Why is James Lilly your favorite fighter?" <laughs> you know what's funny? James is just signed to BKFC as well. He's a British champion in BKB. Um, uh -huh. Me and James actually fought glove as well. Year. two years ago me and him had a we fought each other in wales <laughs> yeah. okay but he, he lives in wales and all i'm gonna say is they're about 20 years behind and they still don't know what mobile phones are so i don't even know why i asked that question <laughs> <laughs> i got it through i got it through regular mail oh, right, okay. it came was, in it not morse, was it not morse code <laughs> I, I had to look outside it was a smoke signal it just <laughs> i had to i had to read it it was tough Timmy got to be Timmy got to be a pigeon. There was a pigeon that. Oh yeah, a yeah, little pigeon with a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I shouldn't be saying anything bad about this guy. He's a bare knuckle fighter, Prince. Forget it. I'm going to edit all that out. Uh, all right. The next question is from um, Joe X3. Have you ever fought overseas before, and how will you adapt to the time change and the food? Um, I've never fought overseas. 
all I can think about though is an American stack of pancakes. <laughs> so in terms of food, I just all can't right. wait in because that's where I'm going first. Pancetta, pancakes, you know the drill. But um, I've yeah, I've no, I've never thought of overseas at all in my life. So yeah, the time difference and that that's going to be take going to take get some getting used to. Probably get some right. advice off people that have done it, and they'll probably recommend what I do and what's best. I know that you you inflate in your weight as well. So you've got to be careful making a weight because I know that you put a couple of pounds on and you fly right. at a certain altitude. Don't know how it, maybe inflammation in the, uh, the the body, I'm not sure. But with the quarantine and all that, you probably have to come over a little bit earlier anyway. So it might give I, you more I, time. I won't need to quarantine because um, it's, what was it? It's, uh, I'm vaccinated now. So vaccination. Oh, yeah, oh no, okay, okay. Yeah, no quarantine. All right. Uh, next question is from Squ uh, Squire Real. They ask, what do you like to do in your spare time when not boxing? Fishing. Oh. Yeah. I love fishing. I'm really big on fishing. I think that's just me. Like, it's my, I suppose because I'm punching people in the face and getting my hands broke. You know, it's probably good for me to go fishing. So, you know, when I'm not looking after my kids or going out with my missus and, and, and having all meals and stuff. It's it's literally like going fishing. I'm obsessed with it. So yeah, <laughs> that's me. Very peaceful, very peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tony's underscore student, he asks, uh, this kind of maybe goes along, but what are the best knuckle conditioning drills? Like we see people, like we saw Paige Van Zandt's knuckles after, you know, she puts her hands up and it's just big balloons. Yeah. What do you do to, to prep the knuckles? So um, it's it's a little bit of a difficult one. Um, I never really conditioned them until I actually broke my hands bad. So I've got this. I've got a, I've got a plate in my hand, um, and my actual my one knuckles that it's it's that badly shattered. It didn't. It was non-repairable. It just repaired and sort of like a uh, imagine like a gobstopper when you chew it and it's in pieces <laughs> and it fuses together. So right. I'll show you now. Basically, that's my normal normal knuckle there. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's my broken finger, as you can see there. Um, oh, we're like that. twins, man. Hold on. Look at yeah. this. <laughs> we're like twins, man. I got that but too. Like that. One million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, uh, so that's my no so that's my normal knuckle there, as you can see, right? And yeah. this is my gone one. Look. So there's that knuckle there. Mm. There's the metal carbon broke. Um, but if you can if I can See how the knuckles back there look? Yeah, like it's recessed back. Yeah. yeah. yeah see the difference. And it's just completely deformed. You can see it there. It's horrible. Right. I can't look. If, you, if you look, I can't close my little finger down properly. Look, I have to push it down. So, oh. But yeah, conditioning. Um, this sounds really silly. Um, a punch. Do you know solid rubber matting in the gym? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll just do that and or brick wall painted brick wall just tap it don't hit it hard just tap 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 until my knuckles are weak and i know i'm conditioning them because my knuckles will be sensitive for a couple of days and that's where they're repairing them the bones are repairing itself to make them stronger um so yeah like i said that these are pretty strong now i fought james for seven rounds with that broken hand oh, wow. uh, and he didn't go the only thing i done was obviously break my other finger i think i broke three fingers um a knuckle a metacarpal bone and I've dislocated the knuckle as well. So <laughs> that's crazy, man. James, yeah, before we before we let you go, I got one more question for you. But I did want to show a picture of you and your three children. So again, for people that are listening on yeah, audio, yeah. always check out the YouTube. But this was on your Instagram. I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Beautiful that's, man. That's you yeah. and your beautiful three children. What are their names? Uh, Brooke, Killian, and Romilly. Oh, so nice, unusual. Nice unusual. No, man. no, it's good. That's awesome. Uh, last question I have for you is a little bit of like just because I don't know, and I've been fighting with people in the gym about it, and it's been a thing online. This whole thing about uh, Tyson Fury and the slow count. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, but, you know, being a boxing guy, sorry, I didn't sh share the quote, but the, the thing was they were saying that when the ref was supposed to do this, the count, yeah. that once he starts the count, or if he even if he gets distracted by the other fighter, that there's supposed to be some guy outside counting, no, and he's there used to, there used to be um a automatic counter so, you, so so some rings do it still they'll drop down and the, like the speaker will come on one two yeah, okay. 
No. Wow. Um, yeah, so, but I know the count, sometimes the counts are long, the longer than they are, but right. it's standing, what people understand is what, it's a standing eight count, so you've got eight seconds, basically, to stand up. So it doesn't, so if you get standing eight, right, and you stand up at seven or eight, and you're wobbling, and they go nine, then they look at you, they'll let you wobble for a few seconds, and then they go, are you okay? And you're okay as fault, because it's just, it's a knockdown. If it's a knockout, and he's down for, and he's down and unrecoverable. It's the ref calls it. I mean, yeah, you are supposed to get up within ten seconds, but I, I think he did. They tried to say that on the first fight. They were like, yeah. Uh, then when he went down, they were like, oh yeah, he's a, he was down for like thirteen seconds. I counted it. What they're doing is, when Tyson landed, they think as soon as his arse touched the floor, that lot one, two, yeah, not, like what the hell, yeah, like, yeah. No, it's it, it's when it's actual by law. When the other opponent goes to the neutral corner, neutral. they can start yeah. the count. So as soon as Dante went into the neutral corner, the ref sees he's in the neutral corner, then he begins the count. People don't get that though. That's how it works. And and Connor, am I crazy? But like if you're fighting, if you're a professional fighter and you know this rule, when you yeah. knock that guy down, get the F over to your neutral yeah. corner. Why would yeah. you stand around and delay the count? Go to your neutral corner. You know what you gotta you know do. What? Sometimes you have to be told because when you're in a moment, like mm -hmm. I've knocked people down and I'm a bit like, and uh, and you just stand there and then like the refs are get the fuck in that corner and you're like, oh shit, yeah, and you like yeah, running yeah. around. Yeah, like, yeah. The first thing you do then, like you get in your corner and you hear your coach just screaming, Carla, Carla, and you're looking and they're telling you what to do. Like, stay calm, stay calm. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got because what your coach don't want you doing is rushing in and blowing your tank, trying to put take someone out now who probably is recovered. That's that's. But yeah, that that whole get to the corner. Once the fight is in a neutral corner, it's when the fight is in a neutral corner they can begin the, begin the count, or they can stop if they go one, two, and then I'm not in a neutral corner. They can stop on the two and go go in a neutral corner. Three, four. That's right. how so there's no magical guy in no. the corner counting, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's right. just that's that just that's just the. Uh, a hater. <laughs> it's, it's, all the, it's, it's Wilder and all his fans that are saying yeah. that that guy's supposed to exist, right? It's yeah. just a hater drinking hater, right? But you could see, but you could see Fury's, uh, you could see the experience as well. Because when, 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 uh, when Fury dropped uh, Wilder, you see Fury jogging to his neutral corner, right? Yeah. You see him jogging right over and waiting right there because he knows, you know, he knows if he keeps, he, he delays it, the person gets extra time to recover, right? So. Yeah, exactly. um yeah that's one of those ones uh one of those ones like oh my goodness like it was like everything kind of every wilders fans are all going crazy just because they feel like they he got cheated out of a account yeah. right so yeah, yeah. Uh, but to be fair like, like i say it's he's got to be in a neutral corner um and the fans are always gonna say but oh, he's been cheated but at the end of the day he got absolutely destroyed so you can't argue yeah. with performance fury done it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if he stayed down for 12 seconds or 13 seconds you know mm. it was never going to make a difference to the to the beating he was getting anyway do you know what i mean because no, even course. if he did even if he did win people would just go well fury was battering law just destroying anyway so oh, there needs to be another rematch he'll never stop um and that ship needs to sail now because we need to watch fury in other fights but at the moment i respect fury's decision he just wants to spend time with his family um, yeah. If I'm honest, I do think he'll retire. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I, a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, he needs to come back. He don't. He's done what he's had to do. Joshua's lost twice. So Joshua has to prove himself twice now to get the titles back. Fury's never actually lost the titles. He's vacated them. Um, and then he's went and won the WBC and the ring magazine again. But like I say, I, I think he will retire. I think if he's going to come back for that Joshua fight, it won't be for another couple of years. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's my honest opinion. All right, Connor, we've gone over time with you. Yeah. We, we yeah. appreciate you so much, man. This is crazy. We can't wait to watch you fight. Hopefully it is Thank in New you. Mexico. Hopefully it's soon. Uh, yeah. All the fans get on the bandwagon now. Uh, we're going to put your Instagram handle in the show yeah. notes. It's at Connor Tierney BKFC. Yeah. So go follow you there. Connor, before we let you go, is there anything that you want to say? Anybody that you want to shout out, fans, uh, friends, anything? Just shout out to my coach, Simon Haycock, uh, my partner, Natalie, and my three children. And that's all I'm doing it for at the moment. Oh, and my mum and dad and my brothers and sisters. All right, for them my, too. Which my fifth, 16 brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that real? Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Uh, 16 brothers and sisters? 
about a 16 including me so 15 but yeah holy jeez all right well connor we will have you back on to talk <laughs> about your 15 brothers and sisters yeah, buddy, we had an amazing time with you man all the best we good can. luck to you thank you so much for coming Cheers, on insight bye-bye see you buddy all righty nice what a nice guy what a nice guy man like not the like i said at the beginning not what you expect from a bkfc fighter right like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you know. handsome guy nice guy no tattoos right like he's gonna yeah. change the game man he's gonna change the game of bkfc big time that's it you know what i wanted this actually i wanted to thank him for busting out the retro jersey that wasn't just no regular jersey that was a retro 9094 jersey that he came yeah. out with i was like oh man that's a nice shirt but i didn't know the significance of it so you know connor if you're gonna watch this uh this episode i mean i know you're gonna watch this episode uh thanks for busting out the retro jersey that means a lot to us man yeah no it's pretty cool man the one question i didn't ask him mm -hmm. prince that what? uh that i did want to ask him was but we didn't we were gonna run out of time i didn't want to go too long jake paul is back baby we are recording this on wednesday and they just announced tommy fury versus jake paul set for apparently december december 8th december 18th something like that but that's mm -hmm. the early reports now prince it's, oh we weren't gosh. supposed to talk about it but we might as well early predictions this gives us a paul brother to talk about for the next two months which we're yep. very happy with because that's all we do here uh early predictions prince right now uh you, you know what's gonna happen paul's is gonna take it woodley's probably gonna corner him too um since they're all both best best friends now um but yeah i think paul's gonna take it um i mean fury uh, you know watching these fights tim i don't even know why we covered man because you already know everything the whole thing is rigged like okay so it. so hold on so your early prediction is this is rigged oh. and jake no but it's rigged and Jake Paul wins. Paul's gonna win it. Hands down. I'll yeah, I'll okay. I'll tattoo whatever it is you want on my back. <laughs> it is same, of course. Of course I have Jake Paul winning that. Uh and whether it's rigged or not, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say rigged or not, Jake Paul's gonna win it. I think it is terrible that he took the fight. I think Jake Paul should not have done it. I don't think this will garner as much money. Mm -hmm. If he could, if he could have fought someone more mainstream, I'll say, you know, like if, if he could have figured out how to fight Masvidal or George St. Pierre or whoever the hell he wants to fight, but someone more mainstream that would bring in a bigger audience. I don't know what Tommy Fury is going to bring in, but we'll see. I'm sure they'll uh, hype it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have liked Masvidal and him going at it, but I mean, Hey, you know what? I mean, he's yeah. got a foot coming up next too, right? So, I mean, it only makes sense for him to, you know, drum it up a little bit and switch it up and switch away from all the MMA fighters, man. Like, let's uh, yeah, try and get sure. him, right? So. All right. Next thing. That was just a little thing, but again, we'll talk about it more. I don't even know if that's 100% real. Like, literally an hour before we started recording, that came up on my Instagram. The next thing I want to talk about, Prince, is a follow-up to what we spoke about last week. So last week, if you guys watched our episode with Jenilyn Olsen, uh, we spoke a little bit about when I witnessed a parent being rough on their kid. And I was like, uh, and then we were talking about, you know, parents being the, the coach of their kids. And I said, and I did say family, like whenever family or your spouse or whatever is your thing. And can they be too hard on you? Is that weird gap? And then Frick Prince, the next day we witness the lad Aspen lads corner drama is what I'm calling it. And, uh, we put it on our Instagram. I was, I was sharing it because, so for those that don't know, Misha Tate what, uh, tweeted during the fight when Aspen lads corner was being very aggressive with her. And there's videos that you can watch that show, uh, that hear it. And I'm going to try and play this and see if you can hear this. I don't know if, mm -hmm. if you can hear, but here's, uh, right before the fifth round of the main event, Aspen Lad is not doing well, and here is her coach. We've already closed the distance. Hey, I don't honestly, I don't know what you're doing. You close the distance yeah, and you're jumping out. Like, have you finished? That? I don't know what you're waiting for. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting hey. for? You have cardio through the days. Push the pace. Now you have to. Push no, you have to. You have to go balls to the. All right. 
Could you hear that? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, aggressive. Misha Tate tweets, what a douche, or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Which gets the internet buzzing. Now, what people do not potentially realize, and I don't know if this matters, but Prince, they are dating. Yep. So she is dating her coach. Her coach was, um, is her boyfriend or whatever. They're public with it. I think for several years now, maybe four years they've been dating. Mm -hmm. He comes out right after the fight and releases an apology. Yep. Over some, some kind of like what he said. We posted saying, Ugh, I've been, we've been getting responses, DMs, people in the gym. They're like, Tim, you're crazy. That there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. It wasn't that bad, blah, blah, blah. What do you think, Prince? All right. And, and so, and Lad's coach is Jim West. So just think. So oh, Jim West, yes. Yeah, Jim West, yeah. And, um, and if you, you want, know, sorry, and if you want to hear what he says, just search up Aspen Lad controversy. It, there's mm -hmm. a YouTube clip that will show all four um, intermissions between rounds, yeah. and you hear his his comments to her, and they get worse and worse, progressively worse throughout the fight. But okay, sorry, oh. Prince, go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, okay, man, I'm telling you guys, uh, I like I know when Tim posted that made, made that post on Instagram, I, the amount of comments that flooded right after it's it it's insane just because of you know everyone's perspective on this whole fight. For me, I mean, okay, listen, so I mean they have history together. If this is how Jim or uh, Mr. West, you know, motivates his fighters, Jimmy Dabby. Yeah, if that's the way he does it, if that's the way he gets her going, and you know, as a coach, you also need to know, you know, your your fighters' weaknesses and know how to push the person's buttons and get them going, getting them motivated. Um, you know, if that's the way she, uh, he does it, then okay, by all means, okay, go ahead. But I mean, for my for for me, if I'm trying to motivate my fighter, especially, I mean, I've I, you know I've uh, emceed some fights and you know I'm you know go over to my my boys corner and say listen man you got to do this for your family you got to do it for your friends they all came out here you got to give it your all come on and then th that's how you get them motivated right it's yeah. inspirational words right but you're hearing that audio clip oh man i almost it almost brought me flashbacks of of, of high school when you know like i'm trying my best coach it's almost like when, when they call a timeout you almost don't want to leave the court you're like i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna stay here I'm, I'm good i'm all right right so Sorry, and I and I misspoke. Misha Tate wrote, "This is abuse." Yes, yes, douche, this is or something like that, right? Or this mm -hmm. this is abuse, douche, or something like that. But she's calling it abuse, right? Mm -hmm. I'm of the opinion that it was not good. I also look carefully, and I'm putting it on screen, and so you know, if you're audio only, you know, you can check it out on YouTube or just understand. We're looking at a picture here where Jim West is is speaking to her. What I noticed when I watched this back is she does not look in his eyes at all. And she makes no confirmation of how he's speaking to her. Like she never acknowledges what he's saying or anything. She's kind of looking down or to the side. He's looking straight at her, but she's not looking at him and also gives no nod or anything like that. Not that I could see. People said, hey, this is how Jim West coaches. The last fight she did against uh, Kunitskaya, he was doing that, and then she went out and knocked her out. Hmm. If you go back and watch that fight and watch the corner, yes, he is aggressive like that too, and he's saying, you got to knock her out. But in that instance, she is looking straight in his eye. Mm -hmm. She's looking at him, acknowledging what he's saying, and she's like nodding. Mm -hmm. In this case, when you watch all four intermissions or what do you call that i don't even know between rounds i should not have a podcast prince but <laughs> when you watch those four things almost in none of them is she looking at him especially not the last two when he's getting more and more aggressive mm -hmm. and to me i can't help like we talked about my psychological damage yeah. like last podcast but i can't help but see into that and go there's something wrong there that she's not looking she's not acknowledging him so I don't know that that is pumping her up. So I don't know, man. I am not keen on that. Um, I just think it was sad, but coincidental that we talked about it just the week prior and then it happened mm -hmm. and they are dating. And I feel like, I don't know the the Instagram was 
not ours, but other people's too, was flooded with people going, this is the hurt business, not the feeling business. Who cares? That's the way the guy coaches. I've seen it worse. What about Matt Brown's coach and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but this is her boyfriend. This is, there is some sort of relationship there and I can't help but feel, and I welcome people to argue with me all you want. Come on YouTube and argue with me. Mm -hmm. Come on Instagram and argue with me. DM, email us at fightinsightpod at gmail.com. I'll fight this out with anybody. I don't like it, man. I I feel like it's different because they're dating. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you look at subtle clues with her eyes, not looking at him, not giving any acknowledgement, I don't know. Anything else, Prince, on this? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, you dropped. I, I, I thought you were going to come the opposite. I thought you were going to say you thought it was one hundred percent okay, but you're kind of changing. Yeah, you know what it is. It's just you know, okay. Looking back at it and just analyzing it and just you know, other people, you know, getting other people's perspective and it's, you know, it, it, it man, it's it, it's tough because. Again, we don't know what, maybe something happened even prior to the fight. Maybe there was an argument, maybe something. We, there's yeah. so, so much yeah. stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about yeah. that we can't jump to, uh, uh, you know, conclusions with, right? So you mean, maybe you mean, you mean with their relationship? Yeah, with the relationship yeah. okay. and, stuff yep. and stuff like that, right? So, I mean, uh, I mean, at the time, we now we, we caught clip of of mr west you know going in there and you know you know that's that's how apparently that's how he's coaching it but again you the way you describe the body language the eye contact i mean that that goes to show that says a whole lot right in terms of you know the the relationship and the communication between two people just the body language alone and um you know good th- thanks tim for pointing that out because i didn't i honestly just went out when i was hearing the audio and what listening to it I was like oh my gosh like this is yeah real right so but but um, some people but some people listen to the audio and say it's not that bad mm-hmm. maybe maybe i'm too old school maybe i'm too whatever but like i don't know it's also it's a guy saying it to a girl mm. right and he's your boyfriend mm. and i catch the body language and all those three things for me add up to being this is a problem i know misha tate wrote this is abuse douche or whatever what I, I gotta remember what she exactly said but she does say this is abuse i don't know that it's abuse i'm not saying that so i don't want anyone to get mad at me i'm not saying that but i am saying i don't think it's appropriate it was it definitely wasn't constructive mm-hmm. right like you said like even if you're not going to give constructive advice if you're going to give more motivational like hey do this for your family this you know this is your career and blah blah right mm-hmm. but where he's just kind of swearing and getting too aggressive and mad i don't know that's helping her and it didn't help her because she lost badly yeah yeah, yeah. so you, i mean even if you wanted to say hey i'm going to try that the first couple of rounds and when it doesn't snap in maybe i need to do something different mm-hmm. I wish two things, Prince. I wish we could get Mark Bowden back on the podcast. Yes. Right? For those that have are, are new to us, we did an amazing podcast with world's number one body language expert, Mark Bowden. Go check that one out. I would love for him to look at that clip, Prince, and tell me what he sees. Yeah. You, you know what? It's, it's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly what I was thinking about. Man, if we had him in here, I wonder what, what that means, right? Like, I mean... Yeah what type of you know what what is lot trying to show us like i mean the fact that she she's got her head down she's not confirming she's not validating not looking not looking at all in that fear right so almost okay yes she almost looks like she's scared in the corner yeah yeah and and there's one and there's one time i think it's the sec after the second round they don't bring her the stool she doesn't even sit down like I don't know why they didn't do that because the other rounds they bring her the stools and stuff like that. And I'm like, did this fucking guy yeah. not bring her the stool on purpose? Is he like somehow punishing her between rounds? Like, in, again, Prince, my psychological damage. I'm I'm reading things into this, but I see it and I see problems and I think it's and I think it's an issue. And I will be very interested to see her next fight. Wow, if she's still with him romantically if she's still with him as a coach and then how his coaching is because the, the internet is a buzz with it yeah right and uh so she's not going to get away from it you know people are going to ask her about it people are going to ask him about it he had to issue an apology he issued it immediately too so i don't even know how quickly he realized things were bad or that the internet was mad at him i don't know interesting man 
Yeah, so uh, viewers, listeners, if you guys are listening to it right now, Timmy has dissected this. This goes down to T. No eye contact, no stool. What is going on? So uh, actually, Tim, thanks for pointing that out for all our viewers and listeners. I mean, go look at the clip and watch some of these things. So, um, you know, again, email us, guys, DM us, let us know what you think. I'd like to hear some of your perspective on the situation and also your thoughts and feelings as well. So, and I yeah. do, th- I do think we have, we're, we're in the middle of talking to someone now, but we are in the middle of speaking to a UFC fighter bill coming on our podcast as a guest and their coach is their spouse. So if they are open to it, I would love to be able to talk to that person about this and say, Hey, would your spouse ever do this? You know? So we will see Prince. We're running short on time here. Yep, yep. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, and again, something that happened literally minutes before we started to uh, come online here to record, but we're going to talk about Costa versus Vittori. We're going to do the picks guys. We record this on Wednesday. We release on Friday minutes before this podcast. Did you see what happened? Prince? I don't know. If no, what happened? Either. Costa has already said he's not making weight. He says he's like 211 pounds. There's no way he's going to make 186. He's calling for a catch weight. So I don't know what's going to happen, whether this main event gets uh, canceled or not. But let's assume that the event is on. And I mean, we can talk about his weight problem in a second. But I did want to give a huge shout out because watch this, Prince. And for those that are not on video, uh, you got to check this out. Go to at StandEmUp stand em up uh this is an instagram guy that created this for us and i freaking love it it is pokemon cards that he he creates pokemon cards for ufc fighters but it's in a joke but man i love this being the nerd that i am prince uh paulo costa his uh his ability is costa roid rages through his opponent knocking him out with a barrage of punches and kicks if the attack is unsuccessful the eraser will start to tire out. Uh, Marvin Vittori's ability is after losing the entire fight and not winning any clear round, Vittori's belief in him winning the fight makes the judges swing towards his side, gifting him a decision victory. Uh, Paulo Costa's weakness is he drinks the secret de juice. And Marvin's uh, comment here is Izzy is not better than him, just smarter. So, man, at Stand Em Up, this is some great stuff that you do, buddy. I love this crap. Prince, it is so cool. It is amazing. Listen, uh, I think that I'm going to go with Vittori within – look at the attack points on that, the ability, 999. I'm going with that. <laughs> and what, what, type of, uh, what type of Pokemon is he? That looks like – what is it? A he, he's a, a fighting Pokemon, Prince. You don't know what your Pokemon? Mean? What's wrong with you? Fighting, and then what's Costa then? I can't Costa, see. Costa is dark. Dark. Okay. He's dark. Yeah, Dark Pokemon. But, okay. uh, he's given Costa 170 health points, Vittori 165. I told this guy he should make a whole deck of cards so that we can play. But uh, okay, so who do you have winning this fight if this fight happens? Well, you know what? I mean, okay, so both of these fighters have, are coming off of a loss from Israel. Um, yeah. Vittori, I mean, so Costa, last time he fought was September 26, 2020. That was like more than a year ago. A million years ago. He's had right? many hair transplants since then. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> if Vittori, last time he fought was June 12, 2021. So, I mean, I I would swing it over to Vittori and just via via hair grab. Um, you know, if he gets down to the ground and get goes on to a, a grapple, if he manages to get a hold of you know Costa's hair, yeah, he may he may take it. So, um, but I mean, this news about him about Costa not making weight. I mean, it's just so oh, man. It's so it's. It's disrespectful for the other fighter, right? I mean, the other person's busting their butt. And now you're gonna... Dude, he's, he's already, it's Wednesday. He's got freaking, you know, two and a half days to make weight or two days to make weight. And he's mm-hmm. already saying, I'm not going to do it. Dude, get, leave that media event and go do something. You signed a contract mm-hmm. to fight. Like Dana's going to be super pissed if he does oh, not make weight. Gosh. like and, he... if you, and, and if you're Vittori, do not accept a catch weight. Why would you put your career at risk? If Vittori loses and loses badly, which mm-hmm. is po- very possible because Costa's like a monster, mm-hmm. your career is at, at risk. Why would you, you know what I mean? Like, why would you let this guy just do this and not 
Yeah, um, but you know what? But I don't think I don't think Marvin um, uh, would would skip out on it. I mean, I don't think he'd uh, you know decline the fight. He'd still go on on it, and he doesn't want to look like he's you know worse, right? And giving out on a fight like this, like he's been training for it, so he's probably gonna go. He, regardless, he's in, he's in there scrap, and you know, he, again, he's coming off of a loss. He wants to prove something, so you know, he wants to bounce back off of that. So I honestly think he'll 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 take the fight. It's just Costa, man. It's just. Man, like, come on! That's your job. That's your job. <laughs> like, your job is to make weight. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, but I guess you know it's. I was maybe we could ask. You know, if, if we what type of uh, Pokey stole? Uh, what what type of Pokemon he evolved to? If, if we use the right stone, he would use like the Roid Stone to evolve. <laughs> right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Roid Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got he's got to devolve because he has to get smaller. So whatever it, whatever it takes for him to get smaller is what Costa needs to do. I don't know, man. Uh, that's a tough what do you one. Think? What do you think, Tim? What do you if, your pick? if they were to fight? If if they were to fight at the right weight class, I would give it to Costa. I think we forget that Costa was undefeated until he fought Adesanya. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is a monster of monsters, mm-hmm. and uh, I would get I would have given it to Costa if they fight at a catch weight. I'm giving it to Costa even more so because that only favors Costa being the much bigger man. And I don't even know what catch weight they're going to fight at. Like, I mean, it's just unfair. What I do think is I I think if he doesn't make weight, Vittori says, I'm not doing it. I I wouldn't do it, man. I think his management needs to say, do not risk this. Do not risk your career when this guy's screwing around on weight. You're, you know. Yeah. I know that it's bad and I know that, hey, you got to fight and blah, blah, blah. But this is his career. He lost badly to Adesanya. If he loses another main event badly, I don't know where he goes from here. So, and I didn't give him a good shot at it in the first place. Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, that's brutal. And I was looking forward to that fight too, right? I mean, it's, I know, I know. So what are you gonna do? That's that's the fight game. It's it seems like the UFC's turned into like a walking Melrose place. Like it's like you see <laughs> Melrose place. You know what I mean? Yeah, like of course it's, I know Melrose place. Friends. Uh, what else should we talk about? We're, we're close up to time. We're right around perfect. I think mm-hmm. we've covered all our topics. Next week's guest. I am so excited for this, Prince. Mm-hmm. Next week's guest, we have Daniel Martinez, the yes. fight lawyer. This yes. guy is a lawyer. He's an amateur fighter, but he is a lawyer for fighters. He uh, is based out of Miami. He's going to be coming on our podcast. We're going to talk contractual obligations. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk um, outside actions and behaviors like John Jones or um, who else? Like uh, anyone, anyone that does bad stuff outside, Liddell, Liddell yeah. uh, Luis Pena. So people who are in, getting in trouble outside, we're going to talk about the contractual obligations and the contractual ramifications of behavior as well as contract pay. So two great great topics to speak about with a lawyer who is extremely well spoken and um i cannot wait to talk to him prince is uh, uh, fantastic ever since we started this podcast i wanted a lawyer on here and you know what and also we're going to add on to that i'm gonna we're gonna find a way for me to get out of all my parking tickets and speeding tickets as well and maybe he can help me out because i think this is this is should, this should benefit us as much as the viewers and listeners i mean i think this yeah. is yeah. Anything that you need to get, uh, you know, taken care of in terms of legal aspects, Timmy? I am locked into a very bad cell plan. So I need out of my cell phone plan. Um, we will try to get that done too. God dang. I mean, you seem like you're in more trouble. Yours is more um, actual, like, jail time worthy. So we'll let you go first, maybe. Yeah, if we can get mine taken care of first, and then we'll talk about <laughs> yours after. Because, I mean, yeah. I, we could still call you via payphone right they still have those yeah, things it's fine. Things. yeah it's fine um before we go prince is there anything that you wanted to say anything that you wanted to uh okay i'll just throw this in there guys again you can follow us subscribe to youtube okay five star reviews that would be amazing you could follow us in instagram at fight inside podcast and you can listen to us at spotify at fight inside podcast as well and also if you love a healthy treat Fight inside 15, save 15% on your first order. All right. All right. And I will say one more thing too, if you don't mind. If anyone has lasted this long on the podcast, 
A, kudos to you and thank you. But B, if you want 50 bucks, I will give you 50 bucks credit to a company that is working with us. Uh, Where are they? Where are they? Uh, There is a company that sells fitness-related products called Inner Strength Products. If you are listening to this podcast at this point and you want anything on the Inner Strength Products uh, website, any of the things they do, I'm pretty sure I can get you 50 bucks. Just message me, not unlimited, so get out of here. But to the first couple people that message me that say, hey, I'm going to buy something from Inner Strength Products. That's a company in Canada, right, Prince? Yeah, it's a company in Canada. Um, I've actually gotten a couple of items from them. I've gotten yeah. an insert belt, which is amazing, amazing, especially if you're a power lifter. And um, SB products as well. I've gotten uh, wrist guards from them and uh, knee wraps too. So okay. amazing, amazing products. So, so just let you know that. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure we're going to do like a giveaway later, but I'm pretty sure if you want 50 bucks to use on their website to their stuff, just message us at either through our Instagram or email us at fightinsightpod at gmail.com. And if I can, I will get you that 50 bucks to use. Uh, I, no minimum payment too, as far as I know. So got it. Prince, All next right, week Timmy. is going to be amazing. This week was amazing. We're on a roll, Timmy. We're on a roll, buddy. I'm excited, man. That was a great podcast, Prince. Uh, Connor Tierney, amazing guy. What a cool dude. See you, man. Uh, Remember now, check out these videos that are all flying around us.